Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ohio State and Toledo getting ready for week three action down at the Horseshoe in Columbus. It's finally time for our preview and prediction show on Buckeye Breakdown. We're going to tell you who we're watching for specifically on both sides of the ball, what we really want to see from the Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend, and how we think this one will play out by the time things totally wrap up at the end of the night on Saturday night. Buckeye Breakdown, preview and prediction coming up next. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown on Friday of game week. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes get ready to host the Toledo Rockets. It's uh, the first time that Ohio State has played uh, a Toledo team that is going to be on national television. How about that? Or maybe maybe I didn't quite say that right. Toledo has never played on a national network. Correct. Uh, they, last that. year, they played Notre Dame. Uh, they did it on Peacock, so not many people saw it, and they almost won. Uh, they're going to try to take some of that mm -hmm. luck here with them uh, to Columbus here in, in 2022. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Craig Heisen. If you're joining us live, we certainly appreciate that. And if you've got a couple of questions, we'll try to get to those. Just drop them in the chat box. Uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, that's great too. But know that you can join us live on our YouTube channel. Subscribe there and hit the notification bell so you know when we do our live shows and you can jump on in. But if you want to listen afterward, the pod's available on our channel. And then also where you like to get your favorite podcasts like the Apple Store and Spotify and, and a whole bunch of other places. All right. Uh, you know, Craig, this is a, a, a game between two teams in the state of Ohio. Ohio, um, Ohio State hasn't lost to a team in the state of Ohio in over a century. Uh, they, are, they are king of the castle in the Buckeye State for sure. I think it's probably not much of a spoiler alert to say off the top of the show that I don't think the Buckeyes are going to lose this game. Uh, but I still think there are certainly some things that are worth watching as Toledo comes to town this weekend. So why don't we kind of start there? What are you most interested in uh, in seeing here on Saturday night? I'm most interested in seeing the defense continue to improve um, and continue to fly around. Only one touchdown in two games has been outstanding. Uh, we've talked about it this week. We're not concerned about the lack of turnovers that they're generating. Although as we get into game predictions, I think, this week is the first time they get one of those takeaways. Um, for me, on the offensive side of the ball, really looking forward to seeing maybe the full uh, arsenal of offense on the field at the same time. It sounds like um, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play. Uh, sounds like Julian Fleming is a game time decision, but hopefully we see him. Um, so to see all the all the weapons that we have on the field at one time, uh, looking forward to seeing what that looks like before uh, going into Big Ten play. I feel uh, I feel like there is a pretty good chance we're going to see everybody. Um, I guess we won't know till they get out there, but get the impression that Jackson Smith and Jigba is hopefully going to play. Ryan Day made it 
made it sound like he was pretty optimistic about that being a reality. So, um, you know, he didn't come out and say Jackson's playing, but he he's kind of led us to believe that that is, you know, a, a probability. Um, at least that's how I've interpreted it. So hopefully we'll see Jackson out of the field. I'd love to see Julian out there as well. Um, and, and look, since it's the – since it's the third, you know, game of the season, and maybe the Buckeyes will get their full complement of weapons. I agree. I would love to see this team really, really get after it, and and you know, I want to see as as I talked about earlier this week that killer instinct. You know, go out there and have a clinical performance and show that you can put somebody away. Um, but I am maybe a little bit more interested on the defensive side of the ball, just because I, I think I know what Ohio State's capable of. You know, we've seen enough through these first two games and and there are enough pieces that we saw play in meaningful moments last year that I, I feel pretty good I know what this team can be. I just want to see the defense one more time before Big Ten play starts to go out and just play fast, play violent, play fast, be physical, speed up Daquan Finn's clock like – last week that I thought was uh, frankly really impressive because man, the, the inability for Arkansas state to have any sort of play developing down the field, I think really took them out of rhythm. Um, I don't know if I think Daquan Finn is a better quarterback than James Blackman from Arkansas state. They, he, he's probably not quite on that level, but Blackman felt like he was, if, if the ball wasn't out of his hand within one second, he was screwed because the offensive line gave him absolutely no time to figure it out and he was going to get killed. Toledo likes their offensive line. I think they're they're pretty decent. Even though they're not as big as Arkansas State's offensive line, I think they are a better group. So I expect that Finn might have a little bit more time to throw the ball, but I, I just want to see Ohio State frustrate him like no other. Um all it's going to be exciting to see him go against a, a mobile, a mobile quarterback again. And through two games, to me, they have you know more than passed the test. Um, I think about my observations of Georgia last year, where the offense at the beginning of the year was pretty good, right? I mean, they 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 certainly weren't a liability, but they weren't Ohio State's offense, right? Um, it was that Georgia defense that everybody was talking about. And I think Ohio State has the ability, maybe not with the same exact, you know, NFL players scattered across the board, ready to be drafted next year kind of talent. Um, but I, I think Ohio State, if they can go out again this week and not give up a touchdown and we're going into Big Ten play, talking about a group that's given up one touchdown in three games and they're 3-0, and the Big Ten's going to look around and go, I mean, what do you want me to do? We've got to, we've got to play a team that has a Heisman-caliber quarterback and wide receivers that, that are seemingly not coverable and a defense that's given up one touchdown in three games on a drive that was really heavily aided by a really lucky catch from Notre Dame, right? So I, I guess I want to see – the Ohio State defense continue to grow, but play so fast and so violent that they really set the tone going into Big Ten play that, hey, you know, we might not be the reigning Big Ten champs, but we're the team to beat in the league. 
And I'm excited to see their defense go up against uh, Daquan Finn. He's a dynamic quarterback, can get out and run. I think he's got almost 20 uh, carries already through two games. So he can move. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think they necessarily spy him with somebody, but um, getting into players to watch, I, I think I expect a big game out of Ronnie Hickman. I think he's going to be the one chasing him down um, if Eichenberg doesn't get there first. But a uh, big game out of Ronnie Hickman. I think he gets the first uh, takeaway, too. I think he's going to get an interception on Saturday. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I like that. Ronnie Hickman was uh, pretty solid through these first couple of games. I don't know that he got totally the attention he deserved because of how yeah, I feel like we're not, I feel like we're not well, talking I, I, about Ronnie I, I, Hickman at all this year. And he was a man, to me, I, I, I just think it has more to do with how well the guys in front of him are playing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost that, you know, <laughs> as a, as an offensive line, you don't get talked about unless things are going wrong yeah. to me. <laughs> right. So, so if Ronnie Hickman is making all of these plays like he did last year where he was shot out of a cannon, that's great, but that also means that he's making a lot of plays and he's in the secondary, and that's not great. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, with the way Tommy Eichenberg's playing, with the way Mike Hall is playing, with the way JT Tuimoloau is playing, Hickman hasn't had to be relied on quite as often. And so, I, I mean, I think Ronnie's been in a really good position on a lot of plays without getting credit for a tackle. So mm -hmm. I, I have no issue at all with the way Hickman's playing but I, I think he's just flying under the radar a little bit because the guys in front of him are playing better. They are. Um, they are. I, I, you know, I expect Tommy Eichenberg to continue to play well, but in terms of players to watch, I guess I am more interested to see Mike Hall this week because he left last, last week's game with an injury. And I just want to see, like, how powerful is he at the beginning of the game? Is there any lingering effect from what appeared to be, you know, an upper body injury. I don't know if it was a shoulder or a collarbone or a pack. I, I don't want to speculate, but it was obvious that he was getting, you know, his upper body left side worked on uh, when he came out of the game last week. Now, we haven't heard any reason to believe that there is, you know, a, a, a problem with him. Um, and, and there have been a heck of a lot of questions about Mike Hall this week with, with uh, the coaching staff and players. Um but I, I want to see it. I just want to see him go out and, you know, as soon as he starts shedding blocks quickly and making tackles and looking like the Mike Hall that we saw week one and week two, you know, then I'll, I'll take a deep breath. Yep. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, I mean, you can one pick more, different guys. One more thing, Brendan, before we oh, yeah, get offense. I, I want to see, like we talked about with Proctor, 
really responding well. Um, probably had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after the first uh, the first game and, and played really well last week. I want to see that from Denzel Burke. I'm sure he was probably getting both sides of coaching. One coach was kind of getting into him a little bit, and the other guy's like, hey, you've done this, you can do this, that kind of thing. And I want to see how he responds Saturday. Because um, like we said before, to see where Ohio State wants to go, he's going to be a major piece of that, and they're going to need him. So I want to see how he responds after uh, kind of a rough start to the season. I totally agree about if the Buckeyes are going to win a national title, if they're going to achieve their goals, they need Denzel Burke to play like we know he's capable of playing, like the the freshman All-American that he was last year. Um, and I don't think that's a knock on any of the talent behind him in that room. Mm-hmm. I I just think that when he's at his best, he's clearly the best corner on this team. Had a couple of bad moments last week. Time to shake it off and and refocus um, because we have also seen opposing teams not shy away from throwing at him. You know, in, in fact – Right now they're going his way. They're, they're pretty much going his way. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how he bounces back. Uh, and on that same note, gosh, I, I really want to see Jordan Hancock on the field. You know, the coaching staff made it pretty clear they want him out there and and – I, I get the impression he's probably healthy enough to go. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, it's not because I don't want to see him on the field. Um, so I'm I'm really hopeful that we get a chance to evaluate some some actual game tape from Jordan Hancock because uh, the coaching staff seems to be pretty impressed with what he's done so far. Okay, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I I mean, look, you can pick anybody you want from a skill position spot. I don't think Toledo's defensive backs are are good enough to hang with Ohio State's receivers. Um, I think C.J. Stroud should have a very good game. I don't know what that's going to translate to in terms of stats. Like, is he going to throw for 380 yards, or is it just going to be an efficient day? What I want to see from the Ohio State offense is a clean pocket. I don't want to see C.J. get sacked, which I think actually could be a reasonable challenge because, to me, Toledo's defensive line is, you know, their strength. Um So no turnovers, no sacks, and I guess I'd like to see Ohio State close drives. I don't want to see a three and out on the plus side of the field like we did last week where, you know, uh, they had a chance to add points on at halftime. If you cross midfield, you've got to score. That's, to me, those are the things I'm most looking for. That's that's one thing I want to see, too, is getting across the field and getting seven uh, each time. But – and this might be a me problem, but offensively, I want to see the numbers jive with the rushing attack that I'm seeing on the field. And what I mean by that is the stats look good right now, but sometimes to me, it just doesn't look like they can run the ball in the tackles yet uh, between the tackles. And I want to see that all the big runs this year have been on the outside. I want to get back to uh, smash mouth football up the tackles with Travion. I think this week is the first week they'll have um, he'll go over 100 yards. So. Um, have him going over 100, mine just shy of him. I think they really put an emphasis on the running game this week going into the Wisconsin game um, because if Wisconsin's – they always got the big boys up front, so they're going to be tested and they're going to try to run the ball so they don't become one-dimensional against Wisconsin. So I think they're going to implement some of the stuff they're going to do against them this week. I know we're not talking a ton about you know Toledo guys in particular, but 
Obviously, Dallas Gant is the biggest headline this week because of his his time at Ohio State, and he's played really well through the first couple games. I, I expect him to be flying to the football, uh, and I like Jamal Hines at defensive end. I think he's played really well through the first couple, and and should be you know a, a reasonable challenge for Ohio State on the edge. If I'm picking an Ohio State offensive lineman that I most want to see play well, I think it might be Donovan Jackson. There's there's something about the way he's played so far this year that that makes me feel like there's a little bit more in the tank from him. He's played well, but I, I think Donovan Jackson could be the key to like what you were talking about, where the Buckeyes can start running between the tackles a little bit better. Um, you know, he's, he's got a couple of starts under his belt now. I, I think Donovan Jackson, his emergence as a dude at left guard could really, really help Ohio state in the run game. So um, that's kind of where I, where I see that. All right, uh, time for your prediction. I put mine on the website already, so it's already publicly out there in case you have uh, have already been on BuckeyesNow.com this morning, but I will tell you in a minute. Craig, you go first. What do you want? All-time Toledo is 9-19 and against top 25 teams. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, it's honestly not, not that bad. It's better when I was looking it up. It was better than I thought it would be. Um, their defense, obviously, coming in early two uh, not stellar opponents that they've played. So they have a top five defense nationally. Uh, that's going to change after Saturday. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State 49, Toledo 7. 49 to 7. So you are all aboard the uh, no field goals train. I am. I am. No field goals this week. And I think as much as we want to see it, and definitely don't ask uh, Coach Day about seeing any <laughs> underclassmen before halftime. Uh, I, I don't think we see him as much as I want to see Caden Curry uh, out there. I, I think his first snaps come mid third quarter, if that maybe okay. even same as last week. So what do you got for this? Weekend? I'm, I'm not far from you, um, but I see it a little bit differently. Uh, I've got Ohio State winning 52 to nine. I don't think Toledo's going to score a touchdown. Um, I can see where just based on what we've seen from the Buckeyes these first couple games, I can see where if Toledo gets the ball in good position that they can move down the field a little bit and maybe kick a couple of field goals. Um, but I am inclined to say that Ohio State's defense is going to keep them out of the end zone again, which is feeling less and less bold, uh, which is kind of fun because I, I love the way the defense <laughs> is playing. Um, I don't think Ohio State's offense is going to have any any true issues. Um you know, as the game goes on, Ohio State is such a physically dominant team over some of these non-Power 5 schools. And, I'm again, like I'm trying really, really hard not to just sort of like group together general, you know, hey, well, they they don't play in the Big Ten. They can't hang with the Buckeyes. You know, I, I, I think in the first couple weeks we tried to really focus on, okay, I don't care what Notre Dame did against Ohio State 20 years ago when they played. Like, what does this matchup look like? Same thing with Arkansas State. I acknowledged last week several times that they had some substantial size on their offensive line. For whatever reason, those guys just don't move very well and, and sort of how I thought Ohio State was going to handle some of that. When I look at Toledo, I think they're pretty good in the trenches, but I think over the course of the game, similar to what we saw Basically, by the time the end of the third quarter came around against Notre Dame, I think Ohio State is going to end up just wearing them down. 
They're a little bit more powerful. They're a little more polished. They've got more depth. And even before Toledo, quote unquote, gets worn down, I think the Buckeyes are still going to be able to move the ball efficiently. Um, and, And Ohio State has often been good for one or two of those, you know, bang, three play, 70 yard scoring drives because. Marvin Harrison burns a corner by 20 yards and CJ throws a pass that, you know, from 50 yards away, hits him right in the hands. Um, Those are the kinds of game changing plays that obviously can put, you know, teams like Toledo, put them away quickly. Um, And I think Ohio state will probably hit one or two of those this weekend. But I, I think by the end of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, even if we start seeing some depth from Ohio State and, and you start to see guys that typically don't get a ton of snaps, um, I just envision the Buckeyes kind of wearing them down. And I think Toledo will hang for a little bit. I don't think this is going to be a total bloodbath by the middle of the second quarter. I guess it could be, but I think Toledo, is, they're, they're well coached. They're going to be well prepared. They have absolutely nothing to lose by trying to do wild crazy different stuff i mean look at look at what indiana did when they came here two years ago during the COVID year look at what oregon did last year you know there are there are some ways on tape to show that like hey let's just take some chances you're not going to beat ohio state in columbus by playing it safe um so maybe they hit a couple of trick plays here and there and pick up substantial yards. I, I just don't – I don't think they're going to score a touchdown this week. I think the Buckeye defense will, will be good enough to keep them out of the end zone. We'll find out how bold that is if right. Toledo has a, you know, five-point win like they did in, or, or six-point win or whatever it was in 2011 when they gave everybody a scare. Brandon, one off-topic question I was kind of thinking about this week, and it's going to be – it's going to become more common with the transfer portal, but Dallas Gant going up against his former team and was on the team last year for, for part of it. How much do you think they need to change up signals, calls from – from because he knows he's got the binders, you know? Yeah, sure. He's got what they run. I guess the only thing I would say is the, the big difference I, – I would be a little more concerned with it if there wasn't a total defensive overhaul. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't play for Jim Knowles or Perry right. Eliano or Tim Walton, um, and Larry Johnson wasn't his position coach. You know, Jim Knowles' system, I, I I don't know the terminology this year based on last year, but it feels like a different different mm-hmm. scheme. It's, it's a lot more aggressive. Um, they seem to blitz from all over the place in, in more situations than they did last year. I would just have to think that when you have an entirely new defensive system that comes in, um, you know, Dallas is not going to be able to help Toledo's offense necessarily game plan. And and you got to be able to score a bunch of points to beat the Buckeyes. I know what you're asking about, you know, he's going to be defending against an offense that he has seen for a couple of years in practice. I, I get that. But Ohio State has averaged, you know, 45 points a game the last few years. I, I don't think Toledo's got that in the tank. I just don't. Um I'm sure that Ryan Day is well aware of the fact that, you know, he's got a guy that used Mm -hmm. to be in his locker room for a couple of years on the other side of the ball. I don't know how they'll change up their signals, but I have to think that they're going to do that when Toledo's defense is out there. But even in terms of the the game planning stuff, 
I just feel like there's like Dallas is going to be able to tell, you know, his coaching staff or his teammates little things like, you know, hey, Jackson was really good at this move last year or or, you know, Travion's strength is this. But when he when he was forced to do this, maybe he wasn't quite as strong. Like, I think that kind of stuff, you know, it's it's not even necessarily things that are on tape. Um, but it's even if he does of, recognize stuff ahead of time, I just I don't see it being a huge deal. Yeah, and I don't either. So he probably just turned into more of an assistant coach this week, honestly. Like you said, the tendencies, hey, he doesn't like doing this in this spot. They like to run this. Not, And that's not something that the Toledo coaches don't know watching tape, but they probably picked his brain a lot this week. But it's sure. something, to, something to think about as this transfer portal is crazy now and you can play against a team that you were on last year. And we're going to see more and more of that as yeah. this, uh, as we go on here. So Craig says 49-7. I say 52-9. But uh, we're on the same page that the Buckeyes are going to go into Big Ten play feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, we certainly think they'll be 3-0 and as they get ready for a huge game against the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, which will be also a, a Saturday night kick under the lights down at the shoe. we got a lot of coverage planned for you throughout the day tomorrow. We certainly hope you'll check out the website, BuckeyesNow.com. There's a lot of content all week long leading up to this game that you'll get caught up on and. Uh, you, you can feel like you're ready to, to watch Ohio State with, a, you know, an intelligent eye this weekend. Um, and then as the game is going along, we'll, we'll certainly post things when they're relevant. Uh, we'll have our instant analysis live show after we're done on, uh, I guess it's tomorrow night at this point. So please join us, even though it'll be late at night. Um, and if you'd like, you, you know, if you're, if you're not up late, you can certainly watch this after the fact. It'll be posted here on our YouTube channel. Uh, and also uh, wherever you like to get your favorite podcasts. So please subscribe to our channel. Thanks for supporting the show, and uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Had another good crowd here and uh, lots of great comments that were off in the uh, in the comments section. All right, for Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. It's the Buckeyes and the Toledo Rockets, 7.30, under the lights at Ohio Stadium on Saturday night. We'll see if the Buckeyes can look as good as we anticipate with Toledo coming to town for the final non-conference game of 2022. Thanks for listening to Buckeye Breakdown. We'll see you at the shoe tomorrow.